0: All right college basketball fans. Here we go on another episode of Mad About Hoops. Now, little thing to tell you about. Our friend Evil Bald Colin, he is going to miss a couple of podcasts. He is fine. He had a little procedure done because we know how rough he treats his body. So, things are going to come up for a guy like Evil Bald Colin, but good news is he's fine. He's just not allowed. He's, he's literally not allowed to do anything work-related for the time that he's gone. But he will be back in plenty of time for March Madness. But this gives us a unique opportunity to talk to some different guest co-hosts. We'll hear some different fan voices. Maybe even haven't even set them all up for the, the couple. It's going to be two or three podcasts that he's out. Maybe someone from outside the fan. But I'm pleased to be joined this time with a guy I've known for a long time. He welcomed me into Columbus with open arms and took me to a crew game way back when. He's a big basketball fan, obviously, or he wouldn't be here. Jonathan T-Bone, not J.D. Smith. (laughs) T-Bone, what's going on, my man? Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me on.
1: I I mean, I'm sorry that I... Pushed Colin down that flight of stairs so he had to have all those
0: procedures done. But I guess it worked out for me because now I get to be on the show. So that's great. Yeah. Thing about Colin is when he when he takes his clothes off, his whole body is just an open sore. (laughs) So (laughs) he had to get that addressed. None (laughs) of us just ever knew that because he's always wearing a hoodie and pants at work. His hands, face, and feet are skinned,
1: but everything else is just why there's no more skin. It's just all tendony. Yeah. It's like that bodies
0: exhibit they brought through one. It's that's Colin. <laughs> that's what he looks like under he's a, there. He's a cadaver right. under there. You finally, he finally just said, "You know what? Got to get this taken care of." Think about the pain he's doctor. been going.
1: Now it's now now he'll be so much better. Now, That's gonna be
0: fun. Yeah, it's it's it almost hit at a perfect time. I know the the vasectomy madness becomes a thing for men that are reaching a certain yes, age. Yes. Or if you're gonna get something done like that, and you're gonna be knocked down, and you get to miss some work, some excused days off, do that around tournament basketball, and you can just relax and get your cold beer and your snacks, and, and you'll be having some fun. It's coming up. It's coming up soon, it man. It is. You know, I actually,
1: I I don't know if I've told this on the podcast. I know I've told it on the air before, but. I worked at a music station early in my career. And at that station, I was like the only person there that really even enjoyed sports, let alone paid attention to it. But like, I just, I liked sports. So I would, it works out that I now do this, but at the time I was like the sports guy at the station. And so I had been, this is pre COVID. Of course, this is, this is back in the mid 2000s. So this is a long, long time ago. I was just coughing my head off sick as a dog Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday night, I'm at the station. I had to voice track what they call where you record your voice over songs and then it plays and sounds like you're there, but you're not. I recorded myself for the weekend because I had a shift in the middle of the night that I had to do where I just was Mm -hmm. not actually there. You know, I just filled in, it was like six hours. So I'm recording this thing, and I mean, I literally can't breathe in without <laughs> coughing out. It was so awful. I hate that.
0: It was the worst. You get the so tickle I, in the back of your throat, and you're just yeah. a coughing mess. So
1: I was recording that stuff that afternoon, and I'm, I said, I can't come back tomorrow. I got to go to the doctor. So I, I messaged the boss and said, I'm going to go to the doctor, and I got to see what's up. And I may not be in tomorrow. I don't know. And then I get to the doctor. And I mean, I had just had my head down all week, not really thinking about what all was going on. I go to the doctor. They're like, you need to go to the hospital. I got a chest x-ray. They said, you have pneumonia. You have walking pneumonia. You you mm. cannot do any radio for four days minimum. You like you can't talk to anyone for four days, let alone going to work. You should take a week off. And I'm like, well, I'm new in this job. I'm young. I don't want to, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you just try to make it as often as you can. Get to the chair was the mantra when we were that age. <laughs> get to the just, chair. Just get in there. Yeah. And so I, it's like we wrap up with the x-ray thing. It was like probably 1030 in the morning, and I'm like, well, I and so I told my bosses, hey, I can't come in. They're like, that's fine. We understand. You sound horrible. Go get some rest. I get home to my apartment. My wife's at work. I get a bunch of Gatorade. I sit down. And I'm like, what is on TV that I would watch? And I mean, as soon as I push the button, it was and I'm like, oh <laughs> yes! It's tournament time. Yeah, it was literally the Thursday yeah, of March Madness.
0: Yeah!
1: Let's go! i was never i've never been more excited to be deathly ill i was so sick and yet it instantly my mood was like all right (laughs) i'm like passing out coughing but i just i had a free weekend on the couch and no obligations no one could tell me to go anywhere my wife wasn't like hey let's go see something or do something because i was sick she didn't want me doing anything Just sat on the couch and watched four days
0: of basketball. It was glorious. Yeah. The only thing that I can remember in, in my, this would have been before my working years, but when I was a kid, I got poison ivy all over my body from pulling weeds at a golf course gig that I had. Yeah. And it was, it's one of those like weeks you remember from childhood because of a health situation and I guess if that was the worst that's a good thing but it was a full on week of missing school where I had almost like I joked about Colin sores all and like over, body. Leaking yes. out oh, all over oh. my body. That sounds miserable. That sounds I don't even know. in some of those unmentionable places. But oh, it was, oh, it was no. bad. So I just wish that that happened for me during tournament time. But I want to get into it here because you know the the pods will sound a little bit different because T-Bone watches the sport differently than I watch the sport. Differently than Evil watches the sport. Well, yeah, let's we'll get let's into be everything. Clear what
1: that means. You guys watch way more college basketball than, sadly, I do. So I'm not going to pretend like I've got all my college basketball expertise and hot takes. That's It
0: doesn't matter. I can yeah. help with that, and this is where we'll uh, we'll get into some other things. But stay right there. We, of course, will hit the Buckeyes of, and what they just did this week, losing again to Northwestern. Ugh. Things got tense in the postgame press conference. Bone will help us out because I know he loves sports road trips. In the last segment, we always give a little rating for a Mad About Hoops road trip meter. A lot of good stuff's coming up. You are listening to Mad About Hoops. Five to go. Lewis has been awesome. Let's it go. Big it go. Oh!
2: Inbounds Turner, left side of the backcourt. Turner crossed the timeline, throws it from high on the
0: right. He, he, makes, it, he hit it. He
3: hit it, it. He hit it just inside of half court.
2: Lane's on the other wing. He oh,
0: it. Oh! Oh! ha! <laughs> College basketball. This is March Madness. Yes, it is. We are getting dangerously close to it as uh, we're recording here in mid-February, and we say hello to all our friends on the fan on Saturday morning as we're simulcast. But as always, we've got more here on the podcast that is not going to make it to those airwaves. And when I look at the the week that was, and Jonathan T-Bone Smith is joining us on the pod, uh, I look at, you know, Kansas got back to some winning ways this past week. Vanderbilt had a surprise win over Tennessee middle of the week. I know T-Bone likes this Alabama squad. Man. They're really good. They hammered Florida and Purdue keeps winning. And uh, Zach Eady had a game where he only had to score 14 points, but a Braden Smith dude scores uh, 24, or so blows up and seems like the boilers can't lose. And I, I keep waiting for them to to stumble, and they they seem like other than Edie, they can be beat, but they just keep winning. Maybe that's the Big Ten yeah. being quite regular. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this though. I mean, you
1: guys, I'm sure have talked about this on the podcast. This is a year where it does feel like there's 20 teams that on their they get they get a couple weeks rolling, they could go win the tourney, right? I mean, I don't think it's yeah. like there are three or four tourney favorites. Bama, we just talked about or you mentioned that, I mean, they've been blowing out teams in the SEC. It's not like they're just winning by, you know, a couple points here or there are buzzer beaters. I mean, they're rolling through double-digit victories through a very good basketball conference, very good athletics conference in general, right? But Bama is one of those teams that comes up in my brain when people say things, not to get too far ahead, talking about Ohio State, and they go, well, you know, you can't expect Ohio State to be a basketball school or a football yes, school. And like, you can. You can? Yes, you can. You can't? Yes, you can. Uh, Bama seems to be able to expect that. There are other schools, plenty of them that... It, Baylor likes football, last I checked. They're pretty good at basketball, too. Right? Look, I mean, I, I know there's plenty the, of schools that I know you're not a blue blood if you're not North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, et cetera, UCLA. But those schools also, they, like, they have a history that is different than most of the other schools in college basketball. It's not wrong to want to emulate some of the schools like Baylor or Bama who are getting it done. Florida, the team that Bama just beat had a pretty good run of being a football and basketball school there for quite a while. So
0: if if you go back when you're done listening to this show, we had Gary Parish on the Buckeye show this week, another good national college basketball reporter. He had a completely different take on things than say the Jeff Goodman take that's been out there. Yeah. And I think Buckeye fans know what I'm talking about with that one, where he's like, careful what you wish for, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> Gary's was much more measured and clearly he was a guy coming from Ohio state is a damn good basketball program. And Never understood the whole football, school, basketball sort of thing, and I could, I get that those are things, but the one uh, era that he brought up quickly was Florida, and and who was who was going toe to toe? It was Ohio State yeah. and Florida yeah. in the football national championship and the basketball national it championship. Wasn't, it didn't it go wasn't our
1: wrong way. to want that, and it's not wrong to think that this school could do that again. And I and I, I'll, I'll respect what Gary Parrish said there too because I feel like. And I know we keep saying it's Jeff Goodman, but it's not just him. There's plenty of other guys that also have this take. But it's this thought I believe because, you know, I, I like soccer. And so when someone who doesn't follow soccer tries to come in and talk to me about soccer, sometimes I get a little bowed up and I'm like, all right, hang on. what do you, well, hold on here. You know, World Cup like time. me. No, no, no. What I mean is <laughs> World Cup time, It's it's it happened this past year with the World Cup where it's like, well, why don't they just keep the time on a scoreboard like all the other sports? Why does that guy in the middle have to keep it on his wrist? And it's like that's why are fi- they doing
0: penalty kicks
1: at the end? That's here. a fine question, but please acknowledge that this has been the way it's been done for decades and decades and decades, and this is kind of what soccer
0: is. If I you know. don't like it, that's like, okay. Oh, that's a cute question. That's okay, right? Yeah.
1: So I can understand how a Goodman might say, "Oh, football school thinks they've got." Big expectations because they remember what it's like. In but football. he's been around
0: too long. He That's should the thing. I know he's he should been around know too long to know that Ohio State is better. one of the twenty best basketball programs of all time, all See? time. And if you go back and look at the teams that
1: have double-digit appearances in a Final Four, they're one of if eight. I'm not mistaken. They are eight. one of eight. Yes, and Blue all those others,
0: and then Ohio State. All the
1: other seven are Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke, Kansas. All schools and you look at, Louisville's yep. there, yep, yep, UCLA. UCLA, you look at schools and you go, wow, this is, these are all, yes, big time basketball powers who've had their ups and downs from time to time, but Ohio State can be one of those schools. I don't think they can be ever, they're not going to be in the top three or four of those schools as far as history, prestige, you're never going to catch Duke or Kansas or Kentucky's run of Final Fours, I don't think, but... It doesn't mean you don't have history in the sport, and maybe that history, some of it is older, but it doesn't mean it can't continue. It's It's been throughout multiple decades, multiple generations, where there's been expectations of getting to Final Fours, expectations of trying to win a national championship. So I think
0: that does make you a college basketball power. By the way, Bone, we're talking about that Alabama team this week. They ripped Florida. They beat LSU on the road, double digits mentioned. They beat Vanderbilt by about 60 And it's just so weird that they just beat Tennessee. But before that, they went to a a good, not great Big 12 team. I love the SEC Big 12 thing later in the regular season, kind of a change of pace. Oklahoma hammered those dudes. Oh, yeah, that's Just right. Just hammered them. But I know you love Brandon Miller, who you're looking at Yana, you're looking at Scoot, and then Brandon Miller will be the third guy yeah. off yeah. the draft board. When you look at the NBA, he is a stud. He's a 19 and 9 guy, certainly uh, playing like a first team All American, and without a Zach Eady, more of a contender for National Player of the Year as a true freshman. But those guys are good. And, and we talked about a lot here, so we'll, we'll take a pause and we'll we'll kick you to the next segment. I want to know just sort of on a bigger level, w- what maybe has stuck out to you? You gave us that point about how it feels like there's a lot of teams that could make a run in March Madness. I also want to know some of the uh, the old memories that you have oh. from when you were younger, college basketball teams or players that you really enjoyed. So I've got plenty of that we can get to. You, sure, You do. Quick pause here, and that's coming up. You guys are listening to Mad About Hoops. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Sounds good.
3: All
0: right, guys. Mad About Hoops with you. Timmy Hall, no evil. T-Bone from The Fan from Man and Bone. Hit show three to six on The Fan Good to be here with you, man. We were talking about college basketball memories, teams we enjoyed, players we really loved to watch when we were young. When did it kind of all begin for you oh, like when you started well, to love the game? I mean, I
1: obviously, growing up in Columbus, I my coming of age with college basketball was Jimmy Jackson and that whole team in the 90s, Ohio State men's basketball taking on, you know, the Fab Five and Bobby Knight, you know, was coaching Indiana at the time and all that. So, like, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Jackson was probably the first player I really remembered uh, him, and why am I blanking on who else was his running mate back then in the day? Like, there were a few different guys, but, like, there were there were a few of the guys that were not at Jimmy's level that ended up playing on the Columbus Horizon, which was a CBA, I think, team that we had here for a few years, and that was kind of like, oh, hey, like, Jay Burson played on that team at one point. Yeah, Jay. Um, There's a few other guys that I'm blanking on, but, like... I remember going down and watching some of those games and going, oh, this is cool. We have pro basketball. It was really neat. And then seeing the college game and the pro game, and I just felt like we were a good basketball town, and I I loved basketball. Anyway, I played it starting in fourth grade. Not well, but I played it. But a team that I really enjoyed, the 97 Arizona team, that was, I remember specifically with a buddy of mine, his mom lived like, close to German village but not in German village down it was it was Germanville in German village adjacent but we used to like hang out spend the night at his house and we would go play basketball in the you know courts around there and stuff and then yeah. go back home and so we were playing one night we hung out and then it was like all right we're going to hang out all afternoon play basketball and then go home and watch the national championship game and i think that one was Arizona and Kentucky if i'm not mistaken oh yeah I think so. That was Mike Cats Bibby. and cats. Yeah, yeah. That's that when was, you're a
0: kid and you start to figure out, oh, it's Wildcats versus Wildcats. Yeah, right. Why are there so many of those out there? There's a yeah. lot of those teams, yeah. yeah.
1: But that was Arizona, I think, had Mike Bibby that year. and, oh, and Miles, Simon. Yeah, yeah. Some Man. really good dudes on that team. But oh, the Lorenzo
0: Woods, maybe the big, lanky, tall guy. That sounds really good right. player, yeah. And I want to say... Teams.
1: Wow, oh, who was I just seeing that uh, Josh Pastner was on that team too. And I had completely forgotten about that, but like oh, as a player, wow. he, was a, yeah. he was a player yeah. on that team. That's where he played college basketball. But in either case, like that, that whole era, it coalesced with in school at our, like, cause we both played in you know, junior high. I think we were just getting into high school at that point, but our coaches wanted us to watch Lute Olson matchup zone videos Nice. So we were always like consuming that stuff in practice. Like, I mean, we had film sessions where we didn't watch us. We watched them and it was all because we we like to play the matchup zone, which if you're not familiar with that, it's just where you're essentially in a zone defense, but you have like a, you you basically had like a man to man kind of thing at the top and then you would rotate it's hard to explain because I'm not Louie Olson, I guess. But more or less, you had to know all these principles. You had to know, like, once the ball goes here, you've got to get back, and this other guy's going to come take your spot. It was a very complex zone scheme for like me as a eighth grader trying to learn it. But and then we did box and one and stuff like that too. But those concepts were what. Then I would go watch these games, and be like, oh, they're they're doing it. Oh, and then I would. I would actually get mad when I would see guys like
0: screwing up, and I'd be like, "How do they not know this? I know this, and I'm not as good as these guys." Well, that's what's cool about the game: as you pick things up, whether it's from a coach, whether it's just one of those principles, whether it's something simplistic like you know going from man-to-man defense to a two-three zone, yeah, and you know things of that nature, or how you run offense, or learning how when you first learn how a screen operates, you know, yeah, <laughs> just sure. simple things like that. Oh, you see whether it's well. the pick and roll, or yeah, when it when it works. And it's so funny, like my wife and I, we've been getting into this Instagram like message battle where she sends me something that I've seen enough of and I had accidentally sent her a Larry Bird Instagram vid oh. so she could show it to Jack. It was a really cool little like 45 second mashup where he's it's like in a quiet gym and he's got Kevin McHale out there on the court with him like as like a prop, basically like teaching teaching the camera how to run, you know, ball screen actions right. yeah, and pick yeah. and roll pick and pop. And. And slip screen and all that, and it was all really cool, like the way that it was working out. And so I've been sending my wife Larry Bird stuff, but it's just those little, little basketball teaching moments. Sure, I and mean, whether your dad was a coach or a player, and you can watch a game and then actually take something from it. Right. You know, yeah. Th- those those are cool. So I, I like that with the, the the Lou Dolson story. Oh there. yeah, and I mean, I obviously had lots of NBA guys that I liked that
1: I remembered playing in college. So like. But mm-hmm. one that sticks out from that same kind of era was when Allen Iverson was at Georgetown. And Absolutely. I remember I remembered hearing how much people didn't like him and they were mad about him or things would be written about him. And then I remembered I got to see one of his games and I was like, Oh man, people don't like that guy, huh? That's too bad. Cause he's awesome and this is fun. And yeah. I like this yeah. dude a lot. Like, and I know he's not the typical at the time, especially college basketball was so much more about a team game even now than it is, mm-hmm. but especially back then. And so this was a guy who just comes in and is like, I'm going to take you off the dribble and just go to the rim. And yeah, we obviously saw what his NBA career was where he did a lot of that. But I just remember watching him and going,
0: this dude is amazing. Like I I had so much fun watching him. So for me, some of the teams that I kind of really first gravitated towards like entire teams instead of maybe just individuals and yeah. then the individuals on those teams but where I grew up, it's funny you mentioned Allen Iverson. He, of course, was a rock star. You lived in Northern Virginia. AI, yeah, kind of that that's last— where he came from. Yeah. That last really five to ten years of JT, like, giving him some other great teams after what he did in the 80s and revolutionized Georgetown basketball. But AI was there. But then, it's funny how I'm here in Columbus now. This dude who was an Ohio State coach went to Maryland— And turned the Maryland Terrapins into a serious ACC player. Mm -hmm. And the battles with Duke, I remember for two or three years when I was a teenager. And everyone remembers who is a big college basketball fan and listens to us. Those Duke-Maryland matchups, the regular season ones, and if they met in the ACC tournament, were fierce. Jay Williams got involved in some of those. Steve I think Blake. There were, was that yeah. Steve Blake, Maryland, yes. right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Steve, yeah. Steve Blake, Lonnie Baxter was their big yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Stevie Francis was a little bit before, and then Juan Dixon, Juan was, Dixon was the other yes. guard who was yes. a stud, and that was really what we just rattled off the nucleus. Chris Wilcox was a fab true freshman, and then he left. He was one and done on that national title team and was a big contributor, but yeah, just watching them and where I grew up, it was, it was hard to really connect to a certain team in the madness of the Washington DC metro area. You're at pro sports and then Maryland was kind of a DC team up up north in college park. Virginia was really far away UVA and they weren't good then way, way, way removed from the, the Ralph Sampson years. And before Tony Bennett got to doing what they, they did, But yeah, it was it was Maryland for me. It was the Terps. Cool uniforms. I'll
1: even say to go back to the Big Ten, like Robert Tractor Trailer was a guy with Michigan. Where like the first time I saw him play, I was like, "Right, how is this guy? Like, how does this work? Like, how does he?" But then you know, I wasn't I wasn't as big as a like junior high and high schooler as I became. You know, when I got into radio and then I just sat here for like twenty years and didn't do anything. But (laughs) you know, but like. I remember thinking even then, like that's pretty cool. That someone who's a bigger, heavier guy—obviously, he's a, he's a lot taller than I was—but seeing a bigger guy just run up and down the court and be able to keep with it, I thought I would like that was always something I enjoyed watching. Of course, he's long since passed away, but uh, I believe I think he I think he's dearly departed. But yeah, Robert Tractor Trailer was a guy that I just remember he, he stuck pass? out. I,
0: I thought, he yeah, did. that does I sound think he right. Did. Like, well. Five you know, this years is, ago, maybe. By the way, if
1: you've never listened to Man and Bone, this is a thing. Unfortunately, we have a, a live track record. with. He died isn't.
0: in 2011. Yeah, I
1: thought he did. Holy I thought he crap. passed away. But we do this, unfortunately, on our show
0: where we're like, "That guy died, right?" Or we'll say, "Oh, what?
1: Well, how does he oh, now? And it's you like, know?" It's like, "Oh, what? he died
0: seven years ago." I don't you think know? you can take offense to that when you're <laughs> when you're spitballing and we're look, we're doing an organic kind of show here. So when yeah, guys talk, when people happens. talk, someone comes up. You don't know. Like that's what the phones are for, and you can look up and say, "Oh my god." Yep, that person passed. I know another guy that
1: you liked that I liked, the Alaskan assassin, Trajan Langdon. Trajan. And
0: Boozer, too. The Booze Boozer. Cruise. Yeah, they're right. They Two they, Alaskans
1: playing for Duke. Out of nowhere, right? I, the Alaskan connection there for Duke was Where'd that come a thing. from? I don't know. I mean, yeah. we always, there was always the Alaskan shootout way back sure, in the day. Sure, yep. But like, I don't May know, know if that had peace. anything to do necessarily with that, but maybe because you're going up there anyway, maybe you're just, well, we'll scout and we'll do something. I don't know. But it
0: was, yeah, those things for sure maybe had some connection or I don't know. All right. That was fun. That was fun. So quick pause here again. And something happened after Ohio State's loss to Northwestern. Mm. I was waiting for this, wondering when and how it was going to come. If the losses keep piling up, when is something uncomfortable going to finally happen? And it did. So we'll talk about that, where the Buckeyes are at 11 and 13 right now as we continue. You guys are listening to Mad About Hoops rolling along here college basketball lovers i'm timmy hall no evil bald colin today jonathan smith t-bone from man and bone is with us been fun so far man i never
1: hear my real name anymore so it's nice to be reminded of it because usually i'm just a meat product so thank you timmy for not just seeing me as a piece of meat I really appreciate
0: that. I really struggle with that because the the nicknames are kind of cool and you kind of earn those through time and that's how you know you make your money here in your job. But you're right. Like, I tr- I try to address you as Jonathan whenever I can. And I realize I do just say bone it's a okay lot. It's okay to just, say bone. It's just okay. Just quickly when we're no, here in the office. Well, no, I, I tell this story, though, because I worked at a different radio
1: station, and I was called Smitty at that station. Oh, And so no, it's funny. We when can't I, do that. I know. But when I have friends who met me at that point in life, that was a thing when they figured out my nickname. They're like, oh, yeah, Smitty. And so now it's so interesting when I will be with a group of friends who are more from this stage of my life, and then maybe we will bump into someone from another stage of my life, and they'll go, Smitty! And then it's like, <laughs> what is what is happening? He's, he's T-Bone, and it's like, I'm... I am all these things all these to things. all of you. Yeah, don't I, worry. I've been
0: a, I've been a Tim, Timothy, and a Timmy to various groups of friends or a family Timothy. throughout my old life. Did you prefer life.
1: Timothy ever? Like, was that something where people would say, "Is Here's it Tim or Timothy?" And you'd be
0: like, "Timothy, please." Here's I the want thing. Timothy. I, I am one of those guys. I've always gotten a kick because I think of it as quite playful. Whatever my friends or family have chosen to call me, yeah, as long as it's not offensive. Sure, sure, yeah. Like, this part yeah. won't make it to the fan, but hey, fucker, like, I'm not <laughs> g- I'm not going to respond to that, <laughs> but if it's something that's okay, like, Tim, a variation of my name, I'm not, oh, don't call me Timmy. Yeah. It's Tim. Like right. don't, don't call me Timothy. Like, I'm not, I've never been one of those guys, like, you. Be, don't call me Johnny, you know, yeah, or that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Well, you, you might know, be, you might not like that, but I, either way, I, I've never When I cared. was a
1: kid, my mom always told me, like, I named you Jonathan, I think you should make people call you Jonathan. And so in school, if they asked, I would say it's Jonathan. And so all my friends at school would call me Jonathan, except the guy who is my best friend in life, who we have been friends for 20 plus years. He's a guy. I was actually at his house when I was talking earlier about watching hmm. some basketball with Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy, Josh, we have remained friends. He lives in Pittsburgh now, but we still talk almost daily, if not weekly for sure. And he is the only person in life who has gone through and be like, Hey John, what's up? Like just calls me, John, it's never been something where I've ever, he, he knows my name's Jonathan. He does. He, that's just what he calls me is John. It's and fine. I've always just kind of been like, that's cool. I don't yeah. care. It's fine. And he, his name is his last name is Gretz. So I just always refer to him as Gretz. Like I don't call him Josh,
0: which is the first name. I like it because it's more of a, per, it becomes more of a personal connection. Yeah. Right. You you know, it's somebody that knows you very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the only
1: one that if anybody else says, John, I don't necessarily assume you're talking to me. But if he says, oh, hey, John, I'm like, yeah, of course, you know who it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I want to start with a quick thought. And then I want to get to this audio here. And the quick thought about the the Buckeye basketball team right now where it, it is. It has reached a point now where it's total mayhem. They're 11 and 13. They're losing home games left and right. I have already even tweeted out the ridiculousness of the ESPN prediction machine already saying a 76 or 77 percent chance to beat Michigan State on Sunday. And I don't know where this is coming from, but they lose to Northwestern and look, they the game was tied. They led a little bit, but never led by more than like six, I think and even beamer was texting me when was the last time this team was up by 6 and i said well the the one that they won i think right. iowa they right. didn't have a single lead in the the wisconsin or michigan game not one mm-hmm. lead but anthony comes in anthony rothman and says to me well you know they they had it there they were they they were they were close you know they had a chance there and i was like it's interesting what what your mind is telling you your perspective now how just hanging in a game right just hanging in a game is the thing now where you'll say, oh, you know, they had a shot. Not like grabbing an 11 or a 12-point lead and consistently beating a team all the way through. That's that's where it is, and well, that says something about this team right now. Especially
1: in college basketball. I know in the NBA you see bigger runs, but you definitely see in college basketball 10, 12-point swings in a half. Like, it's not a thing to go like, oh, they got up 12, and now they're losing, and now they're back up five. Like, that happens. There's runs that accumulate like that. I know watching the women's game, watching a lot of OSU women's basketball, it can be even more extreme than that. Like yeah. I'm just saying yeah. the the lack of that occurring with this team or if there are swings like that, it's because while they were down 17 and they whittled it away to 4 and then they just can't get over the
0: hump. Like Yeah, we can't get down by that. Well, that's what we I'm saying, but you don't
1: much. you don't see this team really having those swings as far as they're up 7, they're down 4, they're back up 5, they're down, you know, 3 like that type of back and forth, we really have not seen with this team lately, which is, I think, part of the reason why they're on such an abysmal stretch of this season. They're not they're not in these games the way you usually would consider a team that is losing by single digits quite often mm-hmm. to be in a game. It's not
0: felt the same way. So here's what happened last night. Second straight game, Bryce Sensabaugh. There's a thing with him now. He's not playing very well. He's fouling way too much. He took himself out. He start, I want to make it clear. He started the Wisconsin game. This has only been two games now. He started the Wisconsin game, horrible start, foul trouble, so he only played 16 minutes. And then they tried something, bringing him off the bench against Michigan. He still fouled out of that game, but he managed 26 minutes and got some points in that one, but was 4-14, of 14, I think.
1: Yeah, teams are going at him because they realize
0: yeah. defensively he's committing too many fouls, and they're taking advantage of that. So he came off the bench again. And only played six minutes in the first half. So that, I think, is the major kind of marquee. Like, uh, yeah. why was it just six minutes in the first half? And he picked up three fouls, played 16 minutes. He was terrible, had four points. So we get to the post game. Criticisms are fair right now. Understand that with the way the team is. Absolutely. But there will be debate back and forth whether uh, this guy kind of went too far, got too abrasive. And Holtman's answers, here you go. This was after the Northwestern game.
2: So Bryce shot 4 of 14 Sunday, and he struggled tonight. And I just wonder if you I, – I assume the reason you're bringing him off the bench is to keep him out of foul trouble. Is that the reason you've decided to bring him off the bench at this juncture of the season?
3: It's part of the reason. But, uh, you know, Bryce is a freshman. He's being guarded by the best player, guys, like – this is not an easy thing for a kid.
2: He's led you in scoring for 12 straight he's, games, he's and he's he bench guarded. He, he wasn't
3: guarded always by the best player early in the year. He's being guarded by the best player uh, now. Like freshmen have moments, we'll help him the best we can. The young man's fighting hard. Give him credit. Um, he's allowed to have an off-shooting night. Uh, we'll we'll find ways to put him in better positions.
2: It doesn't seem plausible that he could score <clears throat> lead you in lead you in scoring for 12 games in a row and only now be getting the best defenders in the league. So my question is related to the fact that he's been having offensive success while he's been at the top of team scouting reports. And I just wonder if you put him on the bench at Michigan to keep him out of foul trouble, because I think he fouled out two or three games in a row. And my question in relation to that is, do you fear that you've taken him out of the rhythm he was in offensively, leading you in that's, scoring?
3: If that's what you'd like to say, then feel no, free. No,
2: I'm asking you if he's had two bad games shooting in a row after Let's leading see, Bruce, you in scoring for Bruce, 12 I, games I've in a row. The
3: question, I've answered the question regarding... You haven't rest. answered
2: the question of... My question is, do you fear you've taken him out of his offensive rhythm by bringing him off the bench the last two games?
3: If that's the case, then, then uh, so, you know... You can feel free to write that. I think Bryce has battled hard here tonight. We'll find ways to put him in better position.
0: So there it was. That That's well, the moment where, and look, for a season that's gone this bad, that was really the first time because I've, I've been to all these press conferences where it hit a point like that. And all I could really do afterwards on the post game was sigh, <laughs> and, like, take a deep breath and say, Phew. right. Like, well, here we go.
1: Here's the thing. And Timmy, uh, you can
0: speak to this better than I
1: can. You go to press conferences for these teams, way more than I do. Yeah, but I'm I can't in, go
0: to those post game ones because no, no, I'm no. here in the I've, studio. But I'm listening I've to the home in, games, and I've
1: been in plenty of them myself. There is something when you're in the room there, and you're trying. I mean, look, these guys are writing articles, or they're getting ready to host TV shows, radio shows. They're trying to get some sound bites. They're trying to get some uh, clips for what they're trying to do. They're trying to get a story of you know, if a writer is writing the Buckeyes right now are struggling offensively. Why is Sensiball not playing more? And then it makes sense. That person might say, you know, Coach Holtman, can you explain? Or Holtman, can you explain why he's not playing? Can you give? And then he gives whatever answer he gives. You put that in there. And then in your article, if you're a columnist, you could say, I don't think that answer is sufficient. If you're the reporter, you just say, here's what Chris Holtman said. And then you don't give your opinion on it. That is a very uncomfortable exchange in part because there were like four or five or six. Uh, my question is, well, my question is, that's not Well really, then ask the question. Ask yeah. the question. He you've asked it. If you don't like the answers the coach is giving, well join join the crowd. Like there's lots of us that don't necessarily like those answers. It's
0: like someone here said, "What do you want me to say? I'm a terrible coach. I suck." Like right. is that what like, you want me to
1: say? Now, To be fair, Chris Holman deserves all the criticism he's getting. I don't think anyone's defending that. I will tell you this is just my 100% true opinion on this. Uh, I can't stand the reporter who asked that air quotes reporter who asked that question it's a guy who's worked in this market for 20 plus years Uh he used to work (laughs) at the fan I used to listen to his show and I hated him. I hated listening to him when he was on the fan and I've never enjoyed his angle on things so I know this guy to be particularly abrasive that part of it aside I don't think it's wrong to question why your best player is suddenly struggling. That's not wrong to question. No, but it's when, not. And that's the, it's when, just the way but when things you get, are done, right? What I guess bugs me so much about that question is how many times has Ryan Day had a press conference or Chris Holtman had a press conference where it's like, Hey, uh, you lost this game. We saw this. Everyone saw this, your thoughts. And they go, well, you know, we got to be in better position. Got to work harder. Got to go back and look at the film. Got to do that. They always give that answer. And so then to suddenly be like, that's not good enough. Give a better answer. It's like, what do you want this guy to do? Break down uh, in front of you and just lay out everyone's. Str- these coaches are trying to protect these players in some way, shape, yes, or form. There is going to be some player it's protection sports, there. Sports, of course. And it, I know they get paid now. I know there's name, image, and likeness, but that is what bugged me the most about that interaction. To me, not that it's unfair to question Chris Holman or to ask him tough questions or to make him stressed out and ask those questions. But at some point, he's like he said, "I've answered your question. What do you want me to? What do you want me to say?" Bryce Senball sucks, and I wish he would quit basketball like I don't know what you want like or or to admit I screwed him up and I messed him up, and that's on me. What good does that do at this point yeah i, mean, I, don't, I we can all make that assumption, I guess I but. think
0: this is the same reporter that asked a couple a couple uh games ago like are are people getting jealous of Bryce Sensibaugh right now and I think I saw him tweet how like i I asked if there was anything up with his team, and then all of a sudden there's uh a, a captain revote, and now Bryce Centsabos oh. minutes are going away, and they said nope, nothing was wrong. And from everything that I've heard, and Bone, this is a mess of a season. Nobody's happy. That's normal. Yeah. Everybody is miserable over there. They're eleven and thirteen. Of course, there's going to be some things that well, come along that you have to deal with. <sighs> That's natural for a season that is a freaking mess. But from everything that I've heard, culture wise, it's it's kind of. How would you say it's as good as it could be well, under the circumstances, the circumstances yeah. right now? Well, the other what thing, do you want, though? that
1: reporter trying to take credit of like, I asked this question and then things changed. It's like, yeah, you asked a guy whose team has lost like at the time, whatever it had been, eight of 10 yeah, or nine and now of 11, it's 10 out of
0: 11, whatever yeah.
1: you asked that coach, Hey, is there something wrong with your team? And then a few days later they have a revote of captains. You go, ah, oh, it's probably me. It's probably me. No, it's the fact they lost all these games and they Holt are trying, trying to get anything yeah, you'd criticize.
0: Look, I'll criticize a coach for doing nothing. Right. Well, when things, when you keep losing and you just keep doing the same things, you I'm would not, criticize to be that. Clear. They're trying to tinker and do some
1: things. I'm not defending Chris Holtman. I said on the air the other day, when I heard about that captain revote, I said, that sounds like a guy who is run out of, running out of answers because that's not something you do normally. That's not a, th- and, and certainly doesn't get out in public if you do it anyway, but that's not a things are going well type of situation. I do feel like Chris Holtman is running out of some answers with what to
0: do with this team this year. No, does that he mean, is. Does And that I mean think the can... Bryce stuff is fair, too. Whether right, they're of course. He might question that and if it's time to go back to the starting rotation now. Because I got a, a measured take from some callers and, and listeners. I got an email. It was like, well... I think this is putting too much pressure on Bryce now because he knows what an offensive stalwart he is and how much he needs to be one for this team. And he feels probably oh. when he comes in eight minutes in that he has to do too much. Hundred percent. Hey, hundred percent. Right. That is all fair, and I'm with you. It, it is all fair. You you're making over three million dollars a year, and it is just always part of what comes with the territory. You'll eventually have to face some music about it. Yeah, when as a it head goes coach. Yeah, that's to. right. Chris Holman's
1: got lots of questions to answer. I don't know that you have to ask them as abrasively as that guy chooses to to make his own way. And because things get personal with that guy anyway, it's he's not my favorite.
0: All right. Buckeyes are going to play Michigan state coming up here on Sunday and uh, we'll see where it goes. It's <laughs> no reason to think that they can win that game right now with what's been happening. But the ESPN prediction machine says it is quite all right that they will win. So we'll see how that goes before we're out. Quick pause here. We'll scan around and see what possible road trips are within our reach here Mad about hoops road trip meter. We've got Jonathan T-Bone Smith helping us out. It's mad about hoops. Saturdays are a great day for college basketball. And if you're listening here on our simulcast on the fan on Saturday morning, we get ready for a great day. I've been loving these Saturdays and now Ohio State gets sort of boxed into a Thursday, Sunday swing. So no Saturday basketball your for the Saturday box for a while. open to watch other college Everything basketball. Everything else, yeah, it, it certainly <laughs> does. And for those of us that are lucky enough to have time, and maybe you always just get Saturday and Sunday off of work, you've got one of those traditional Monday through Friday nine to fives. It gives you some. Uh, some chances to, you know, take the son, take the daughter or whoever, husband, wife, mom, dad, brother, the whole family, the whole family, take them all, get a bus, the, Just uh, take them all. And, and you, you like to, you draw a little circle around Columbus, Ohio. You get your, what is that? A, a protractor and do a, I like it's a compass, a compass, protractor's a protractor. protractors, like a half circle, half thing. circle, half moon thing, Right. Yeah. A compass. Right. You take, yeah. draw a little line around there. Look at the map. I a mean, hundred miles, 200 miles, whatever's good for you. A lot of good cities to catch ball around here. And the one that before we get into what this weekend, I told this on a previous podcast, I was dying to go to the West Virginia Coliseum Mm. because the Kansas Jayhawks were playing a just natural big 12 road game. And it was, it was a day that was clear of Buckeye hoops. It was a nice little Saturday 4 p.m. Jack had a youth basketball game at 10 a.m. in the morning. It's perfect. We're done. It's no more than a three hour drive max to Morgantown, West Virginia. Jerry West statue out in front. Cool little arena right by the river. People are telling me about this great fried fish spot in Morgantown. Oh, there's all
1: kinds of good food down that way. All sorts. Yes, yes, yes.
0: But, you know, he wasn't feeling it. We wound up going to a a Jackets game instead. Still had fun. Sat in like the fourth row and was close to the glass. Oh,
1: wow. So still fun. The the little guy was saying, he shot me down.
0: Wow. Right? That's the thing with today's you, youth. I, it's like I think you there's being a, d- a good
1: dad and not yeah. just saying, "Well, you
0: know what? We're going anyway.
1: It'll be character building."
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're I know. Going. Sorry, I don't want to spend. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that I've, I I know how the other side is, but I don't know if I want to spend a hundred to 150 a ticket, depending on where we're going to see. Fair enough. Sit and the kid's not going to be into it. Yeah, fair enough. But I get the other side too, where it's what is it with today's kids? Where you, if my dad offered to drive me three know, hours to it. go to a Kansas basketball game, I'd be like. When do we leave? Yes. When do we leave? Don't tell I'm, me. Let too me go early. get my bag. Let's right.
1: go. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> either way, that's you know what? Good good parenting out of you to say, all right, you don't want to do it.
0: I don't want to drag you to it. I get it. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking and I even threw Virginia Tech on this uh road trip meter last week because if you think about it and people who made that trip for the football series oh to Blacks- get out to Blacksburg yeah, Blacksburg Virginia is not that far it's you can do bad. a sub six hour drive you've gone oh, down that way yeah before.
1: yeah we've been right to the Blacksburg campus not for any games or anything we were just there for actually was out not far from there Martinsville mm-hmm. Virginia for a NASCAR race but I was that close and said I got to swing through it's a nice little campus we got something to eat there it was really cool like just a nice I I could see why people like to take that road trip. It's nice.
0: See, here's one that I will point to. Six o'clock tip off here on a Saturday, Big Ten matchup. I've never been to this arena. So, this is a lot of it, and people know that about me. And I think you too. Checking off, I've been to this arena, I've seen this venue. I think it's a little bit cooler with college basketball versus the NBA. I've never been to a, a football or basketball game in Ann Arbor, and two teams that I love to hate. Michigan is hosting Indiana. Oh, yeah. It's such a big game for both, with Michigan chasing a tournament spot. And I also, when I rate these games, you look at what the ticket market is, Mm -hmm. and it's a get in price of only $28. Are you kidding me? So it's not breaking the bank. I mean, we've seen, we saw that Indiana Purdue game, which would have been a can't miss deal. That was at a time a $500 get in price. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Low-level Super that's, Bowl tickets. Yeah, that's crazy. So, Michigan, Indiana, 6 o'clock here on a Saturday. That's a 14-10 really Michigan. That's n- not nifty bad one. at all. That's
1: one of those where you could leave not early, and then you get back late if you want to do it all in a day or if you want to stay up there. Again, I can understand if you're a Buckeye fan, you don't really want to go give Right, roll the car out of
0: Michigan and
1: yeah. stay in Toledo. But uh, I will say this. Ann Arbor, though, I think it's – because I've been up there a few times for various things. It's It's not – That like their campus area, it's probably like Ohio State, where if you want to be on high street and then go walk over to the arena, it's about the same distance to walk from their kind of, you know, downtown bar area to where the stadium is their arena. The basketball arena is right next to the football stadium. Mm -hmm. So it's just a mound of crap just right there at the end of that little (laughs) corner. But either way, the point is, it's not that bad to walk, especially if it's not too cold. That would be my concern. But yeah, they've got a lot of. I, I hate to say it. They've got some decent craft breweries down there and stuff. Yeah, Arbor, I know. I hate so. it too.
0: I'll give it an 8 out of 10 just with low ticket price. It's a big game. Hate the teams. Hate the town uh, because we're Ohio State guys. Gotta just go there and be a... Uh, knock it just down. be a hater. The, the whole way.
1: Just be a
0: hater. Just yeah. sit there and just hate, 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 hate. Ah, yes. tr- just argue every call for both <laughs> against both teams. Dave every Chappelle, call. the player haters ball.
1: Just dress it up and go out there and just mock them all.
0: I, I actually love... It's a little bit of a farther drive going back to Virginia, but I think this is such a big matchup. Also, uh, never got to see a game in this arena yet. It's a a national championship winning program. John Paul Jones Arena, Charlottesville, Virginia, beautiful town. If you check out the pod here on uh, Friday when it's released, you got time to get your ducks in a row. Also about a six, six and a half ish. Hour drive, really pretty drive. Yeah, it's an overnight. Yeah, I mean, take a weekend out of
1: Virginia. You need to do the overnight. Do two nights. Yeah,
0: do, right. do Friday night. You're there all day. Stay Saturday night. Come back on Sunday. Easy to get back for work on Monday. Really a beautiful little city, and it's it's not even it's so far away from the Washington I mean, D.C. area. It's great.
1: You're making me mad with all this because I just realized I wasted the time where I was married, but not with kids. I know. It's like to me do and my, stuff my wife like could have done stuff like yeah, now we have three kids. There's no way we're no. doing that. No, <laughs> but like. That is a great sounding weekend where it's like, hey, honey, we take a nice drive. We'll go see. We'll go through the hills of Virginia. Uh It's beautiful. Western Virginia. Sure. We'll go see Monticello or whatever. I don't know. That's them. That's it. You go and see all that. And then it's like, I'm just going to sneak in this basketball game. You don't even have to come if you don't want to. Or you can, whatever. Blue Ridge Parkway. We'll get some nice food. We'll have a nice leisurely trip back. What a great weekend. It really,
0: really is, That's nothing on my radar. Not till... All three kids are in college. Probably not till then. we're going to be doing that. <laughs> the the other ones that I'm starting to look at, too. Bone and you've been to Cavs games, but at yep, this point, right? Been to Rocket Mortgage. Oh yeah. The uh, the idea of the uh, MAC tournament being up there, I've not been able to do that yet. And there are three really good Ohio teams at the top of the MAC right now. Of course, Kent State, Toledo, and Akron. They're all really good. JT shoemate They got great players on these teams. Uh, sincere Carey. He's been having a hell of a year. Good players, and uh, this week you can't really well, well today for the Saturday games. Toledo is on the road at Eastern Michigan, even places like that. Eastern Michigan, six and eighteen, but I'd be interested in checking out any gym or seeing any of these other MAC gyms. Even going to a Miami of Ohio game, they're hosting Central Michigan. Easy ticket. Those teams both suck right now, though. Right. But looking yeah. ahead to the MAC tournament, and I told you this before, the uh, the guy who's chasing down Pistol Pete for the all-time leading score. He's in the Horizon League. Antoine Davis, Mike Davis's son for Detroit Mercy. They stink, too, but if they get enough games in, who knows? And if they make it to their version of the Horizon Tournament that's in Indy, what a great basketball town. What a oh, great yeah. basketball state. Yeah. If you can get the days, go check out the Hoosier Gym, the State Basketball Hall of Fame, hang out in Indy. It's, not, it's it, all great.
1: I love Indy as a town. I go there for the Indy 500. It's, it's a thing that I enjoy. They have... Plenty of great, very walkable, all that
0: stuff. I'm not sure where the arena is in comparison to. I think it's their north area. of the of the other arena. Okay, yeah, not far. And it seats like maybe it's a more intimate, like an eight to nine thousand seat. Oh venue. yeah, that would that's, be pretty cool. That's older one.
1: Yeah, but just tournament basketball, getting to watch multiple games in a weekend or in a day is just so much fun. Yeah, Indiana. Now, for me, Indianapolis a great road trip, an easy three hours there and back, where you stay the weekend can't go wrong with that I feel really good about that one and the Cleveland thing you were talking about too I mean it I would even say going out to I know we're winding down their seasons now but like Bowling Green I've been out to their campus it's you know it's up there
0: 75 kind of up a towards, pretty basketball arena yeah they it's I want to say they
1: just redid it not too long ago but we were out that way for a different reason and just Whenever I'm close to a college campus,
0: I like to swing through, see what it looks like. The Stroh Center. Yeah, Stroh Center, yeah. that's right. I think it's yeah. got, like, glass on the outside. It, it looks
1: very pretty. Yeah, yeah it's I a very at that one. And their their campus, they've done a lot on Bowling greens. But I'm just saying, that's one of those that I've just, I've been meaning to do that. I have a buddy who's a Toledo alum who's like, you should come up and watch anything in Toledo. Go Absolutely. see a football game, basketball game, uh, women's soccer coach. They have Mark Batman is their head coach now for women's soccer. Batman. I was thinking about going and seeing... Our, don't tell me the odds like I just I want to go see Mark <laughs> Batman coach a soccer game. But anyway, yeah, like I think that Mac, if you have to go see him in a tournament game, Cleveland, that whole thing. But I do next year. I need to try to find a way to get up to like go see Kent State play or something, you know, just do something
0: right. Like go up and see one of these teams. The other one, too, that I would always say if you've never been to Hinkle. For uh, yeah. the people that are listening right when this is released, if you're listening on our, our fan simulcast on, on Saturday morning here, the game's already happened. But Xavier, who's the best team in Ohio this year, is at Butler on Friday night at seven o'clock. That's, so, a,
1: that's a good one if you could get there.
0: Yeah, for 25 to you know, <laughs> 40 bucks, or whatever. Just anywhere in the gym. They've renovated Hinkle and kept everything that's great about it, obviously, when yeah, you're renovating a place that's like that. That's
1: probably the number one place right now as far as basketball arenas go on my list. Nice. Just because
0: it's close and it's old and mm-hmm. it's
1: got all the history. And I would go there and watch, and you can go watch that Monte coach basketball game. If you yeah. want to, you
0: that's, wouldn't, you wouldn't regret it. If, no. if you got a trip to Hinkle, no, no basketball fan would. It's anyone that you would ask would say the same thing. Well, T-bone, that's it, man. Uh, nice job. Thank you so much for filling in for, for Colin today. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, everybody enjoy the college basketball this weekend. Uh, Buckeyes of course, taking on Michigan state tomorrow. And we keep rolling towards March Madness, with them or without them. We will have some fun as we approach that part of the season. We'll talk to you guys next week. This has been Mad About Hoops.